Now, this uh, quick little story is not about my current neighbor where we live in Ventura, but one uh, a few neighbors ago. And it's a, it's a memory of my first encounter with that new neighbor. Uh, I, I think I was out washing my car. For some reason, I was out in the driveway, and, and he came. He's, he's now deceased. Um, him. I hear you're religious. A clergy, right? Me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm a Baptist. You? I'm Methodist. Him. Oh. <laughs> Too bad. Seriously. Oh. Too bad. Here's a different interaction I've heard about. Well, I'm not so sure about this religious thing. You say that you are a Methodist. Uh, I guess that's okay. Whatever works best for you, right? And the other person responded, you don't know much about being a Methodist, do you? It's not working for me. It's working on me. It can be hard being a Methodist. The church makes you think, consider things beyond yourself. It actually motivates you towards change to become a different person than you once were. It's not working for me as much as it's working on me. What a great statement of Christian formation that is. We're not working this faith for a personal advantage. Rather, the faith is working on us. Are you in it for the goodies or are you in it for the good? Is your faith working for you or is it working on you? We're going to consider that this day by asking what's what what really is working on you and what effect is that having? Or, said differently, what have you given your life over to? Or said in light of today's scripture, upon what are you grounding your life? It's hard to build a good, healthy life based on a crummy, faulty foundation. A good life has a strong foundation. Now, I've never been to the Tower of Pisa. Have any of you? You know that that's that great tower that's at this tilt like that. In the 1990s, uh, they spent over $25 million in renovation because it was tilted like that. The problem was that the foundation was faulty. It was built on shifting sands of a former estuary. A significant building needs a solid foundation. A significant life needs a solid grounding upon which to stand strong. Our scripture speaks to this today. 
we listen to Jesus' thoughts about it and we consider its importance, his thoughts, to us. As if he has authority in our lives. Which he does, does he not? It begins with these marvelous lines about religious self-deception. And Jesus says it straight out, saying, Lord, 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 Lord. Saying, Lord, Lord, isn't enough. It's doing the will of my heavenly Father that is crucial. This needs to be grabbed onto deeply for ourselves. Following Jesus has more to do with how we're living than what we're mouthing. A grandson was telling his grandma about his new church. It was Pentecostal, lots of tongue speaking, slaying in the spirit kind of stuff, jumping up and down and hollering. Uh, what, what might be our contemporary version of what Jesus was saying about, Lord, 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 Lord? I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't mean to be uh, denigrating the Pentecostal experience, but it, it kind of looks as a good example for us in our modern parlance of understanding what Jesus might be talking about. And the grandson was telling Grandma about this, and Grandma responded finally by saying, Honey, let me put it this way with my understanding about your church. Because he kept saying, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? To his grandma. So grandma said, said this. I don't care how loud they shout. I don't care how high they jump. Let them jump. Let them shout. It's what they do when they come back down that counts. Our works reveal our faith. Our discipleship witnesses to our training, to our training in the faith. That training is our foundation. Our good works are our healthy fruit from a solid, nurtured foundation where we've learned what Jesus taught and we're putting to use those learnings in our lives. So, some tips this morning about soul shaping, which is what we're about in the church, right? Basic, basic, basic. Not only prayer, but Bible study is key to the enterprise of shaping our souls. Robert McGaffey Brown in The Bible Speaks to You writes this, the fatal error, the fatal error is to read the Bible as a spectator rather than as a participant. To make the faulty assumption that we can sit in a box seat watching the drama when actually we are on the stage taking part in that drama. Through faith, the Bible becomes our pre-story, our, what do they call nowadays, our prequel? The Bible becomes our prequel and then affects the unfolding of our lives. The Bible is a resource in our spiritual formation, 
of our faith foundation. Written 2,000, 3,000 years ago, it speaks, still speaks in its eternal truths to our present time. We are helped when we allow Scripture to guide our sense of the emerging understanding of God and our connection to God, our responsibility to God, our responsibility to ourselves and one another. Steeped in the Bible, we identify whose we are and we begin to recognize what we should be doing. It's a process of, of of taking deep within ourselves, of inculcating in ourselves the perspective and the values of Jesus. Searching for and discerning what those lessons are. Understanding them in the context of their time and applying them to the context of our time. Taking them to heart and making them our own, and then basing our living upon it. Jesus has the authority to lead us to a good life. They understood it then. We understand it now. If we will conform our lives to his teachings and allow his way to inform our being, we will build on our lives a solid foundation. Those who hear Jesus' teaching and strive to live in that, well, they're said to be like a wise person building their home upon a solid foundation. The challenges of life have come upon them then and their spiritual character has withstood it. The traumas of life, illnesses, of death, the traumas of psychological confusion, the traumas of injustice, the traumas of wrongdoing. Solid foundation. Able to take what comes to us in life because we stand on the rock-solid teachings of Jesus. When you ground your life on Jesus, you ground yourself upon a solid foundation. So today we're launching this sermon series in which I, I hope to explore with you, to think out loud with you, and then invite your responses to me during the week after the sermon as to whether we're understanding what Jesus is teaching correctly. Maybe I've got it all wrong. I look forward to hearing your feedback if you have it. Well, no, I really I look forward to hearing your positive feedback, <laughs> if you have any. We've looked at the Beatitudes, right? We've looked at the Lord's Prayer. We've looked at a good number of parables. So we're just trying to knuckle down now, really, just to, what, what are those teachings? You know, and some of those teachings, uh, scholars debate, well, you know, that's more the early church than Jesus. So we're going to try to wade our way through that and, and figure out what's there and, and how to make sense of it, because we are not literalists, are we? We recognize that... 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago is a little different than right now. We are the same humans and we're not. It's the same world, but it's not. God has always been the same, but we've understood God differently over time. 
We're not trying to become people 2,000 years ago. We're trying to become as much like Jesus as we can now. That's the enterprise. Our purpose is to get back to what was Jesus teaching? Have we caught it? Have we held on to it? How can we hold on to it better if we haven't? We're looking to confront ourselves. Well, yes, we are. Maybe we're a little squirrely and we need to be uh, knocked upside the head and need to be called to attention. That will be part of this process, perhaps. I I imagine it will be part of the process because none of us are the second coming. So part of it will be a confrontation, right? Part of it will be a soothing, I think. A soothing of understanding and being in the nurture of God through Jesus' words. I expect that to happen. I expect there to be mild realignments to be moments of assurance of, ah, well, I got that right. I got that right. Or I can just get this a little bit more like this. Christians want to be followers of Christ. We ought to be followers of Christ. So ultimately, this sermon series is going to be about discipleship. Our faith, our behaviors, our faith and our ethics. How then, Jesus, should we live here in America in the 21st century? What does that look like? Can you help us? Can you throw us a line? that we can grab onto. We want to live our lives grounded in the ways of the Christ. Let us help one another to discern and to do that over these next months. Amen? Amen. Amen.